All right, so this is a, I don't know if I want to call it volume two of How Was Your Day? So, new year, uh, new teacher candidates. Your name? My name is Corey Gordon. Fantastic, so we got Corey here. Um, he's gonna talk more about the stuff that, uh, the stuff that, that he's kind of repping, what school he's coming from. And uh, I guess we'll just, we'll dig right into it. So go ahead, throw down with an introduction for All yourself right. first. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, so I'm coming from Nipissing University. I am a, I'm, I'm licensed to teach in intermediate and secondary. So I do have experience in a secondary system, but I have zero experience in a spec ed classroom, which is really what I was hoping to gain with this placement. It's a kind of specialized placement where I got to choose where I could go. And I was happy and, and very excited when Chris was willing to accept me as a uh, student teacher. Yeah, that's kind of uh, <laughs> it where I'm coming from. It doesn't have to be much more than that. Yeah. I can't wait to actually listen to this just to hear what this sounds like because um, it's official this semester, like many teachers, were behind a visor and a mask mm -hmm. and uh, nearing the end of the day, so the energy might not be as, as hyped as it might be otherwise. So this one we're going to, for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what you were expecting mm -hmm. and... Uh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened next? So, so just to kind of get things rolling, um, this being your first your first time hanging in a spec ed environment, hanging with a spec ed teacher, um, talk a little bit about what you thought you were getting into when you signed up for this. Yeah, absolutely. So I came in thinking I would be mostly in a community classroom setting. I didn't really think of spec ed in the sense of supporting students with IEPs and who may just need extra assistance in and out of your regular day classes. So that was a big surprise to me when I found out that that was gonna be 100% of our day. It was really uh, cool to see what happened behind the scene, uh, scenes as we kind of ran around and supported each student individually. And that was, uh, that's been really fun to watch. And yeah, it's definitely been different than what I expected, but in a very positive way. I will say it's been fun seeing what it takes to support each individual student and their community around them. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot of, I can remember when I had my exposure to special education when I was at faculty and then realized from that experience that the experience in faculty was not quite enough. Mm -hmm. And that led me to in my when I took it through OISE, we had the final practicum to doing much like what you did. I connected with a colleague that I had thought could mentor me and uh, Lee Haynes. And she, she said, yeah, sure, come on in. So I spent, I think, four weeks, three or four weeks in a spec ed, in her spec ed mm -hmm. classroom, and then got to meet other individuals as well involved in spec ed. Um, when you think about when you think about what was kind of shared with you about special education in the scope of your faculty career, where did it, where does it connect? Where is it like, yeah, they just really didn't connect necessarily? Um, and I'm wondering if there was anything that you're sort of thinking back, like I wish they had spent a little bit more time kind of focusing on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I have had a limited amount of experience with special education in my faculty, unfortunately. But what they did mention when, with the course we did have, it mentioned a lot about the individual students and I found it was really lacking in the importance of the entire learner's community. 
because it's not just the learner. That's what I've come to realize. You're not just supporting one student. You're supporting everyone in their environment, whether it be their teachers, their parents, the vice principals, the principals. You're helping and supporting everyone in order to make this one student or help this one student succeed. So I didn't think I really was, that was quite made clear to me on how many people are truly involved in the process and how it is a CERT's role to keep everyone involved and everyone moving towards the same goal. So that's been really great to see and was definitely probably my biggest takeaway so far. I mean, we're coming to the end, so it's looking like that's gonna be the winner. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's been really, really interesting. So when you know we're, we're doing this, as you said, sort of at the tail end of the experience. And um, our conversations when you first arrived, I can remember, I can remember you mentioning going home after the first day and wondering to yourself, is this going to go in a direction that's going to be kind of generative for you? Mm -hmm. Like you, you kind of mentioned like you went home at the first day and you're like, okay, this is not, I had the sense that you were almost reflecting like, this is not what I was expecting. And will it even, will it even get me to, will I be able to culminate this with anything? Will it, yeah. will it actually lead to sort of like that crystallized experience where I feel like I've gained a thing? Mm -hmm. And that's with, with this whole um, connection that you and I have, it's a little bit different than a practicum. Mm -hmm. So maybe just land down on what the actual framework is for you being here in the first place. Like what is the actual sort of like title and uh, the thrust of what you're here for. Okay, so yeah, I'm here for a special placement. It's called a CLE placement. It's Community Leadership Experience, I believe, something really close to that. And the goal of it is to just get teacher candidates into positions that they wouldn't normally be in in their practicum. So the school, the practicums I receive would normally put me in a regular classroom from grade seven all the way up to grade 12, as that is what I can teach. But with this CLE placement, it's gotta be a minimum of 60 hours in an irregular setting. I had to make a special request to get into York Region as they want you to kind of go somewhere outside of a board, but I thought it'd be very beneficial seeing as I was looking into a spec ed qualification to get some actual spec ed um, experience within the board. So I made a request. Lucky enough, Chris was able to, uh, saw my request and accepted it. And that's where we kind of began. So it hasn't just been me teaching as much as me learning what it is a cert teacher truly does so we've had long periods of time where we just kind of sit down and chris will stand at the board and just write um big ideas and thoughts on what certing is and the importance of different aspects of it and it has really come together to formulate what it is to be a cert and what it takes to help everyone be successful so let's bring it down from abstract for a second because you did say say, say leadership and mm -hmm. I what, what you're what you're explaining there is exactly my intent was to sort of um, dangle you over an experience mm -hmm. and then just say I got you but what would you do and that was even in a couple of the meetings we had with admin mm -hmm. after you had observed and, and soaked up the information turning to you and saying hey what do you think mm -hmm. and I can see the look you're like oh uh, okay I'm gonna sort of throw down and you threw down perfectly on it you were mm -hmm. The things that you remembered and the stuff that you and I had talked about, you represented very well. If I bring this back to this as being a leadership experience, the, the leadership is important. That's a, that's a key term in here, right? Mm -hmm. um, so have you had leader thinking, as in 
you know, that the areas where you might say I have this, this space to grow into. Um, I think I kind of have this piece. Like, I think I can sort of lead in this space. So what's your sense of a, the leadership experience within this? My sense of the leadership experience, yeah, I definitely think I could lead in uh, certain aspects. I've gained a bit of uh, experience. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts here. It's leadership okay. experience. What's so one way, yeah. one way to come at this would be, you know, out of all the stuff that we've kind of experienced over the, what, the last three weeks and change? Uh, about three weeks now. Yeah, so is there anything that kind of is still sticking with you that you feel like if you were to be talking with some of your classmates, you would sit there, if they were, if, if it was on point, you would know, you're like, yeah, you know what? You've got some, that is on point. That's exactly like my experience over there. Mm -hmm. Or if they were saying something like, yeah, well, maybe, but here's what I kind of learned from my experience about whether the rules, the regulations, the acronyms, the connections. So where's the space that you feel like you could speak effectively to? Oh, I think I could speak uh, pretty effectively to the um, changing and adjusting of IEPs mm. and how these IEPs have to be implemented or, or changed. We have done an IPRC uh, sit-in or an IPRC meeting, which I saw what happens when it t what it takes to change the uh, a student's IEP and the many little steps that go into kind of adjusting and formulating that. And I feel like I really get it now how a teacher must sit down and talk with the student and the parents and kind of come to the same this conclusion where what they're doing is for the best interest of the student and the many steps in which it takes to get to that best interest or to reach the right tools for that student. Mm -hmm. I've, we've definitely talked a lot about it with the uh, many acronyms that come with CERTing as well as the many, many steps it seems to take and the many little nuances with this uh, aspect of teaching. But yeah, I found I've kind of started to get the order and I can talk relatively confidently mm -hmm. about how it gets done, how the, uh, yeah. And the connective tissues too. I, I, I intentionally, um, I know as far as, you know, even the last, the t last teacher candidate that I worked with, Miriam, it was important for, important for me to kind of, um, I mentioned to you about that sort of seeking outside counsel. So making mm -hmm. sure that, that you get to connect with the people that I would normally connect with to mm -hmm. see that, and you kind of said it, that's sort of like that case case management kind of style, that yeah. it's not only a bunch of steps, it's also a bunch of steps that are carried by a bunch of people that ultimately is the cert. You kind of have to bring it back together and help a decision be made. So mm -hmm. um, that was important to me to sort of show you that, and to put you in an environment where you felt like you could contribute, which again, were those sort of like surprise moments, you know, with Amin saying, you know, like, Corey, what do you think? Yeah, and you remembering the acronyms and mm -hmm. being able to speak to it, you realize the value, well, the value of acronyms, unfortunately. <laughs> but the other thing to recognize what the density of that acronym means and mm -hmm. how it's not just the collection of letters, it indicates a very specific and in many cases legal pivot in mm -hmm. the conversation. So, um, okay, so just to kind of get this to sort of like a close, you got a sense of what it takes to resource. I did, most definitely. So speak to that kind of either some aha moments or something that you noticed about resourcing that um, has, has a little bit of an impact or effect on you. And this could be from the point of view of you see you have, you're going to have to kind of w work to sort of become 
that type of resource teacher or you thought, yeah, that really plays well to your, my philosophy of education? Mm -hmm. So I've definitely noticed uh, when it, with resourcing, there are two big things. Networking is key along just networking in the sense of the academic community around yeah. a student's interests. Absolutely. As well as really remembering what the focus always is and it's always that individual student you're acting for. So I think as far as the individual, that really plays into what I wanted to learn and what I've been developing with my uh, personal philosophy on teaching. I've really seen the individual as the most important person in the classroom. I never thought it was the teacher. And after doing three weeks of resourcing, I can really see how the many, many different ways a teacher, even if it isn't a resource teacher, can support their individual students. Yeah. A big part of your teaching, Chris, is those one-on-one -on -one check ins Just going over every student. How was your day? How are you doing with the work? Can I support you? I'm here for you. These mm -hmm. individual things that really make the student know that you're here for their education, and it's their, they have a very active role in it. So that's been a big takeaway for me. Yeah, just as I mentioned many times, the networking, the resourcing, walking around, talking to everyone who has a stake in the child's education, yeah. and making sure that child is at the forefront and the most important part of those conversations. Yeah. You're, so coming away from, at, at this point, if this is sort of like the last, let's say, formal or at least recorded conversation about resourcing, mm -hmm. um, any un unanswered questions or any sort of like bits that you're just like, you know, maybe stuff that you're gonna have to work work on away from this experience, or anything that still seems like it's um, not quite clear. Um, well, I'm still unsure on my on my position on if I'm getting the AQ or not. So that's still <laughs> an unanswered question. I'm hoping it's just gonna miraculously be solved by the end of this week. Yeah. Um, unanswered questions. No, it seems like every day I kind of come up with a new set of questions. Yeah. Today's questions, I think we've kind of got. I um. I'm pretty happy with what we're doing right now and how far we're going. If we have any more questions, if I come up with any, we may have to make an addendum. I don't really <laughs> have yeah. any off the top of my head. At the that moment. just means the next episode. Yeah. yeah we, we won't put any postscripts on this actual episode. <laughs> so um, with, with regards to the final thing, regards to the resourcing, the... Um, sometimes it's also, it's also sort of framed as professionally managed time. So I'm curious about what your thoughts are on your comfort zone with that professionally managed time. Because when you are given resource periods, you're setting your own agenda, you're setting your own contact points, you're tracking your data points, you're making notes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, that networking. So do you have any observations on that idea of professionally managed times or any takeaways? Oh yeah, definitely great, great point to bring it back to. Professionally managed time has been one of the keys to this uh, experience and it's definitely something that I really need to work on seeing especially if I become a spec ed teacher and I get that cert that qualification I'll seeing, push harder and say even teacher in your teachable any teacher uh, yeah understanding yeah. how to maximize or optimize that mm -hmm. one prep period mm -hmm. um, on, it's really shown me the importance of a schedule and a plan you come in each day you've got it written down and well to me it doesn't look like the most organized you know your system better than anyone and you know it so well that you know where you have to be next what you have to accomplish it's a series of checklists and you're able to manage all the time you need and get what you need done within your day and if not what's missing you can put to the neck you put to the next day 
and it's right there. There's no, nothing gets lost, nothing gets missed. It's the, the importance of a schedule in this professionally managed time is yeah. huge, huge. Yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. Dudes, that's all I got for you for episode one. All right. That's all we got. Thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, no problem. Well, see you in episode two. Absolutely.